Welcome back to another edition of the podcast. I'm your host, Michael Pagani, joined alongside Henderson Silver Knights goalie, Isaiah Saville. Isaiah, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for coming on. Thanks for having me. How have things been going for you recently? Oh, very well. It's uh, It's been a couple, or it's been a crazy few weeks uh, getting out of Omaha and coming to Vegas. And it's been really exciting. I've been uh, starting to fit in a little bit more, getting more comfortable uh, living in the hotel right now. So it's uh, it's definitely been a crazy couple of weeks, but I'm enjoying it a lot. Well, you must be accustomed to living out of suitcases then since you were kind of forced into action there with Henderson so far. Yeah, it's been, uh, we, well, it's kind of unexpected a little bit uh, just to get going right away, but it's it's been good. I've, I've definitely adapted and uh, definitely more comfortable, like I said, since I've gotten here. How how has it been back in the arena with fans this season since that has kind of like brought a normalcy back into your life? You know, I know up here in Canada, uh, we have no restrictions anymore, which is really nice. Obviously, down in the States, it's a lot different. So what's the arena situation like? It must be really nice having fans back. Yeah, for sure, uh, especially in college, which uh, love love the support that we got in, in Omaha. It was such an incredible atmosphere to be able to play in front of the Omaha community. And uh, even here, coming here, it's been exceptional. We moved into a new rink, the Dollar Loan Center, and it's been incredible. It's The, the fans are are amazing here. It's it's a, it's a hockey city now, too, so it's it's really cool to see, see how the game's grown here and, and uh, how much support we get. When sports were postponed dur- during March of 2020, what did you do with your time? Because that would have been an extended offseason for you. Uh, yeah, I think that was when, if I'm correct, I think we just uh, got, we were about to go into our conference playoffs for college, and then those got canceled while we were actually, we got to Denver, and then we ended up the next morning had to bus home. Uh, the next morning as, as the season got officially canceled, which we kind of expected, but we went anyways. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was, wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. I, I went back up to Alaska, uh, Anchorage, my hometown. So uh, I was planning on only spending a couple of weeks back up there and then heading back to Omaha. But then, uh, as you know, everything shut down. So I ended up getting, uh, staying up there for, it was like two and a half months or something. So uh didn't have a ton of clothes up there, but luckily um, my mom was there to help me with the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We always love those hockey moms, right? Oh, yeah. They're always there. They're always great for uh, support. Growing up, was there a player who you wanted to model your game after? Uh, I grew up a lot watching, like, Carey Price. Um, I just I, – I, I don't know if I would say I modeled my game after him, but I, I really – uh, like his skating and and kind of how he's super poised in the net and stuff like that. So I really enjoy watching kind of highlights of him and, and practice videos of him. So I assume like when you throw on your phone, like late at night, you're definitely watching Carey Price highlights growing up, right? Yeah, definitely. Def- definitely when I was growing up as a little kid, I was watching a lot of his highlights. Born in Anchorage, you know, all the way in Alaska, how did you fall in love with hockey? That's a great question. I actually have no idea. <laughs> um, uh, I, as far as I remember, I just started skating one one day, and then uh, I know I didn't like hockey at first. Uh, I was actually terrified to skate. <laughs> that makes it even better. Going to my parents, but uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm not really even sure how I got into hockey, but uh, I'm glad I did. 
Well, the latest Anchorage-born player that has really made strides has been Jeremy Swayman. Have you ever watched his game at all? Have you got in contact with him? Yeah, for sure. I, I'm I'm buddies with Sway. He's uh he's a great guy and uh, definitely someone I look up to uh, as uh, as a role model and and he's definitely helped me throughout uh, a little bit of my career. As as uh, he he's obviously done super well in the NHL and he's he's taken the steps that he's needed to take. Uh, to kind of improve his game and, and a lot of credit to him as he's a great goalie and, and a great guy. And so I, I, uh, I've skated with him a few times during summer skates and stuff. We used to work out at the same gym. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've been in contact uh, kind of on a, on a buddy basis or checking in on each other and stuff like that. Yeah. He's been such a stud for Boston there this season. It's been a lot, you know, fun for me to follow along with, these guys that aren't really born in natural cities, right? You guys aren't born in New York where it's kind of like ingrained that hockey is going to be something popular there, right? You guys are born in Alaska, which is really cool. Yeah, exactly. Your first big move was moving from Anchorage to Colorado to play for the Colorado Thunderbirds U16 team. Uh, you know, in 16 games, you posted a 213 goals against average and a 915 save percentage. How did the Thunderbirds help you make, help make you a better player? Yeah, uh, a lot of credit to to just uh, that organization. Uh, it was my first year uh, moving away from home at 15 years old, so it was definitely a stressful experience. And and uh, moving away from my family and stuff at a, at a younger age was was hard and stressful. But uh, just the the development plan there is 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 great, and I think it's a great place to kind of kind of grow as a person as well as. It's somewhere that emphasizes a lot on, on being a good person as well. So I think that kind of goes hand in hand with uh, developing your hockey game is uh, learning how to grow up as well. Well, and, you know, another stat that I want to throw out here was your save percentage in the playoffs, 960. Like, that's just unheard of. Uh, you know, like, what do you remember from that playoff experience? Uh, not, <laughs> not, not a whole ton. I, I know. I, is that from the, is it tier one playoffs or was that like, I, I'm not too sure. It's just on your lead prospects page. Oh. And I just grabbed it. I was like, Oh, yeah. sweet, dude, this guy's awesome. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not too certain where those stats are. <laughs> uh, yeah, we won, we won our tier one, which is the league we played in, uh, our, uh, our kind of like league tournament. So that was a lot of fun. I, I do remember that. In 2018, you played at the Ivan Alinka tournament, and that would have been really your first time representing the United States on the international stage. What can you describe the feelings that you got when you put on the USA jersey? Yeah, I mean, that's it's such an incredible experience and, and such an honor. There's it's really hard to describe, honestly, and I'm sure a lot of guys who have who have been fortunate enough to be able to put USA across your chest. It's it's, it's a surreal experience you you get caught up in the moment and it's uh it's something that you cherish forever unfortunately i've been able to do it on uh, a couple occasions and something i don't take for granted and uh, i'm super grateful and, and honored and blessed to have had the opportunities to do that fast forward a couple of years and now you're playing for tri-city in the ushl how did you end up there uh yeah so i was drafted by madison capitals in the ushl and um ended up not going there and playing a year in the null and then the year that i was uh deciding i'd i'd end up go and play in the ushl i had my rights traded uh and uh thankfully it ended up in tri-city as, as it was a great spot to play and uh and obviously we had an incredible team 
uh, in front of me, thankfully. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how it ended up. I was uh, back in Anchorage for the summer and I got a call from uh, Anthony Noreen, who's the uh, head coach there. And, and he let me know that they, they uh, traded for me and I was super blessed and super excited and uh, got to main camp and, and got the year started. The Chicago Steel is one of the more, I guess, renowned teams in the USHL there. Did you kind of have that game scheduled, you know, on the calendar circled there? That, like, Chicago Steel, like, you know, this is a big game because it's against one of the top teams in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a few few teams that we, we definitely uh, kept on our radar during that year. And I think uh, as we were the top team in the league, I'm sure a lot of teams had us circled as well. But uh I loved playing against Waterloo, uh, the Blackhawks. That was a fun place to play at and and uh, play home against. And I think all those games were super close games, if I can remember. But as far as certain teams, I I, I don't. I think we kind of just prepared normally for for whatever opponent it was. In six playoff games with Tri City, you had the one shutout, but it must feel so much better getting that one shutout in the playoffs rather than the regular season. Uh yeah. I mean. I, I would be fine with giving up six goals a game and, and winning a winning a trophy at the end of the season. But uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a disappointing uh, end of the season. Uh, I didn't really focus too much on the whole stats stats part of it. Uh, but definitely getting swept by Sioux Falls at the end there was pretty devastating for all of us as we had. Uh, in my opinion, we we were definitely the best team in the league, but we obviously couldn't do it in the playoffs. Well, I mean, with every, you know, I guess downfall, there does come some triumph because later that year you did get drafted by Vegas uh, in the fifth round. How did you celebrate that milestone? Uh, yeah, uh, obviously super, super exciting uh, moment in my life. A uh, dream come true. It's something uh, I honestly, growing up as a kid, I never even thought about that or thought about it being a reality or anything like that. And I was, uh, I didn't actually go to the draft uh, just with the busy summer schedule of going to the combine and stuff, I, I decided to spend it at home. And so we threw a draft party with all my closest friends at my uncle's house and, and all my family. So uh, it was it was definitely a, another surreal experience uh, as that word's coming up quite a bit now. But what was the experience like at the combine? Because I'm sure I'm certain that that would have been a little bit stressful. Yeah, it was actually a lot of fun. <laughs> I, uh, you, know, you get to meet with a lot of NHL teams and, and really get to know people in different organizations. And you get to see a lot of buddies that you haven't seen in a long time, uh, which is, is also a, a great part of it. There's a lot of downtime there as well. So you, uh, I was lucky enough to have Ronnie Adderd as my roommate as we played together in Tri-City. So uh, I got to spend a lot of time, get to meet meet a lot of new people as well, and and obviously the testing is a hard part of it, but all the rest of it is uh, is a great experience as well. And Ronnie made his NHL debut with Philly, uh, I think, a couple of games ago. So like huge yeah. props to him. Yeah, it's unreal. Super happy for him. Do you remember what I guess one interview question that you got from the teams that you know that interviewed you? Because I heard that like some interview questions can get really weird. Like sometimes they make you do math quizzes, which I find pretty weird. Yeah, uh, I remember one of them. I got a riddle, but I don't. I'm not a hundred. I can't remember exactly what it what the riddle was. I I, I don't remember a whole ton about about the interview questions. 
Well, it's certainly, that's definitely one of the weirder questions. Like Riddle, I, I guess it tests something about your memory. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> honest, honestly, most of them are, are, are a really good time. Uh, the meetings are, or the interviews are, a lot of them aren't even as much of interviews as much as they were like hanging out and, and talking for 10 minutes and, oh, yeah. and seeing what your life is like and stuff like that, rather than kind of grilling you on, on hockey stuff. It was more of a, get to know me kind of thing so I think I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it let's get into your college career here you know that is where you played your next portion of hockey it must feel nice you know playing at the University of uh, Nebraska Omaha that you didn't have as much roster turnover as you may have had growing up yeah it was the it was the first place that I got to call home uh for more than uh like eight months so it was uh yeah, I really enjoyed my time there. It's uh, that that community, that athletic program at Omaha, is, is something that's incredible, and um, I'm super thankful for that. I had the opportunity to be even be able to play there and be a part of that the culture there, not just uh, for the hockey team, but for the whole school. It's an incredible school and an incredible hockey program as well. And so, yeah, it was nice to not have to bounce around I went to or I attended four different high schools in, in high school and so it was nice to be somewhere for a, a good chunk of time and not have to move every year. What did you find most difficult about your first year in the NCAA? Uh, yeah it's uh, it's faster it's harder it's everything you have to you have to manage the school aspect of it too it's uh, as I, I guess I played juniors through through high school so I, I kind of had that under my belt but I know guys who who were on my team who like aged out of juniors and, and hadn't taken a course in three years or something. And I know that was very difficult for some guys to kind of get back in the swing of things with school, but uh, it's it, college is definitely different than, than high school. So it's hard to manage your, your outside life with your hockey life, with your school. And, and it's something that you have to find a good balance with. And thankfully uh, at Omaha, we had all the resources we needed to be able to balance them. You got invited to the World Juniors in 2020 for Team USA when you guys did beat my Canadians. Uh, we don't like uh, we didn't like that result. Uh, <laughs> what was that like for you? Even though you never even played a game, because that's that's a world-renowned tournament. Yeah, no, it was it was a great experience. I was super happy with it. I would have liked to play a game, but some things don't go your way 100. percent And I was just so thankful to be able to get to be there with Wolfie and Niter and uh, all the guys uh, that I was there with. I. Uh, another opportunity to get to see a lot of friends again uh, that you might not be able to see for for years or, or months at a time. So, yeah, it was an un unbelievable experience going overseas over there and, and getting to represent my country another time and uh, another surreal experience as we'll bring up again. So, yeah, it's it's something that I'm I'm really happy I've gotten to do in my life. How I guess like wh what's the wow factor with Trevor Zegers? Because you would have had you know perfect. Uh, perspective there watching him throughout the whole tournament yeah that guy's a freak he's, <laughs> I, I don't understand half the stuff he can do but yeah he's I've been scored on him a few times in practice so uh thankfully it's been in practice and hopefully it won't happen in a game anytime soon but it uh he's yeah he's a different animal his, his skill is out of this world even so getting back onto, you know, even though you didn't really play a game, you're still within the meetings, you're still heavily involved with the team going into the gold medal game. What was the game plan there for USA? 
because oh, obviously it's my year we didn't story. we didn't make it to the gold medal we were oh. we actually were we lost to finland in the quarters i think it was oh okay sorry that's my yeah. bad then oh i i, I feel completely yeah, embarrassed so i was i was there the first year zegers and caulfield were there oh okay i i i'm so sorry i feel like completely oh, no, embarrassed. you're good, you're good. I, i'm so sorry well, I guess my next question there that I have written down is, you know, getting it, with your final year at Omaha, you had, you know, 250 to goals against average, 907 save percentage, 16, 14, and always your record. But you play, you play against some of the guys who eventually signed AHL and even NHL deals this season. What's that like for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I will stand by my opinion always that the NCHC is, is, one of if not the best conference in college hockey uh you can go down the line of any roster and there's multiple draft picks multiple top, top draft picks and and you can just see see i mean what is it well, five out of the last six national championships or something has been i think so it's getting up there and nchc team and that just shows shows uh the how talented that conference is and uh, what a great conference it is. And, and you got to remember that when you're playing games is that every player in that conference is, is really, really good. So yeah, great conference. I'm, I'm glad I got to play in that conference. I wouldn't have changed that. And it's a lot of fun. Well, let's get into your Henderson Silver Knights. Huge accomplishment there. What was it like for you to receive a call and sign a contract with them? Yeah, it was really cool. It's uh, when uh, I found out that I would be offered an entry level deal. I was super excited and 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 super pumped to be able to kind of make that decision and uh definitely a stressful kind of week to to kind of finalize everything and and figure out uh what the right route was for me and stuff like that but as as far as right now, I'm really happy with the decision and and happy where I am right now as it's been a great experience so far. How have you adjusted to the a h l compared to what you saw in the n c a yeah, uh, it's it's definitely a different game. It's guys are bigger and stronger. Um, it's you're playing against some guys who are who are thirty, and it's definitely a different different experience. It was really uh, eye opening for me. Uh, but it's the the gameplay is is definitely it's uh, it's a little bit different. Um, you don't have those the like as some some guys are are kind of weaving in and out, and then they kind of get rocked you know like it's a it's a physical man's game now the news that came out today as we're recording this on april 12th was that brendan brisson signed his ato with the team there how excited are you to have him yeah unreal he's he's a great guy i've, I've talked to him uh, a little bit since he's since he's gotten here as we're we're both uh uh, kind of newer guys here and and he practiced today for his first skate so that was that was really cool and then uh uh exceptional player obviously he's a, a great talent and and we're extremely happy to have him and uh, i'm super excited to get closer with him so we mentioned this a little bit off camera here talking about stockton your schedule three times in a row i know you have experience playing the same team in college two times in a row but what are your thoughts on playing stockton three times in a row yeah i mean <laughs> we we just did that with bakersfield as well uh pretty much the same situation on Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I, I don't have a, 
a set opinion of like, oh, I love it or I hate it. But it's, uh, I mean, you, you go into every game treating it the same and uh, you're looking for the same result of two points. Two points is two points, no matter how you get it, right? doesn't matter the opponent. Exactly. As a goalie, how do you game plan against a team like Stockton? Uh, yeah, you just, uh, I, I think the goalie position is a little bit more unique than, than kind of the systems that players have to play to. Uh, where, where you really have to make sure you know your game plan and, and your play style. I think when you try and do too much as a goalie, that's when you kind of get um, out of sorts and, and you start costing yourself and the team. And so I think it's just important to stay stay true to what your game is and keep your confidence high and, and uh, have that short memory if things don't go well. What is your game day routine? uh yeah like in general or just yeah like Like what's your game day routine you wake up you know Stockton's tomorrow what are you doing tomorrow to get ready for the game yeah I uh I I like to pregame skate uh and then uh I've lately I've gotten into taking a nap I wasn't super into taking naps in college just because I always felt like I was more tired but you play so many games that you're you're getting you're pretty exhausted that uh, naps are kind of crucial now. I learned that uh, from Joel Ward, one of our coaches. Yeah. He's like, you'll, you'll learn. You'll want a nap. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like taking naps now. Uh, I also like uh, after my nap to have a coffee and go for a walk. I think that helps me wake up and kind of get some fresh air and, and get some natural light back on me. Do you guys ever play sewer bowl before the game? Yeah, I'm not a big sewer, sewer guy, but uh, I mean, yeah, everyone for the most part does. How much help has Fred Brathwaite helped you fit in with the Henderson Silver Knights? Because, you know, he's a former NHL goalie. Yeah, he's exceptional. Uh, I've, I've gotten to go a really good relationship with him. And uh, um, I know we have a mutual respect for each other. And, and I really appreciate everything he's, he's been helping me with. And it's, it's really, really cool to have such a great goalie coach uh, here. And, and a lot of credit to my goalie coach back in Omaha, Rob he he's exceptional as well and to go from him and then go to Freddie and and have two exceptional goalie coaches back to back it's it makes it a lot easier on myself you must spend a lot of time picking Freddie's brain then yeah we do a lot of joking around uh we uh we like to keep it loose and 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 uh get to work when work's needed and uh but yeah he's got a ton of experience and a ton of a ton of stories and, and guidance and it's and I appreciate it a ton since you are a player of color, you know, with race being so, uh, I guess, you know, in hockey, because, you know, we're trying to eradicate that. There's been tape about hockey being advertised here in Canada. How are you going to use your voice to try and eliminate the racism that, you know, you might have witnessed growing up? Yeah. Uh, in college, I actually had, uh, for two years on my helmet, I had MLK quotes, um, on my back plate of my helmet. And I think whether it's that or just being who I am, I think uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a, uh, a platform to use my voice. And I wanna be able to be that person who, who can use their voice when others can't. And I think that's really important, not just in our game, but, but in society as well, uh, where, where you have a voice and you're, you're, able to, you're able to use it. And I know it's scary uh, for some people to be able to do that, so I want to be uh, kind of a person who's who's there for you and for for people who need um, help voicing their their um, kind of opinions and their beliefs and stuff like that. So I try and make sure I keep up uh, with that of of uh, 
I grew up in a, in a diverse family as well. So it, uh, it's, I stay true to that. And uh, I think having the family that I have, it's, it's helped me kind of grow into the person that I am with, uh, with uh, equality. I love that answer. I, I really do. And I really do enjoy that you, you, know, you even have MLK quotes on the back of your helmet, because as a white person, for me, I'm just trying to educate myself as best as possible. And to get that answer from you, it really did speak volumes to me and what I should do better as we move forward into the future. Yeah, I, I think I think it goes for, for everyone as well. It's, uh, it's not just uh, uh, minorities speaking up, but uh, people who, of all ethnicities and colors and, and not necessarily having to speak up, but being able to listen and learn and adapt to, to different circumstances. And I think that's something that uh, the world has been trying to do. And I think it's moving in the right direction of things are actually being talked about. And I think that's really important for, for people to be able to speak about it and actually have people listen. I just have a couple more questions before ending off this interview here. If you were to play another sport, what would it be? Um, it would probably be volleyball. I like volleyball in the summer. I like beach volleyball. It's kind of a fun pastime. So I think, I don't know how far you can really go with that uh, as a male, but it's, I like it. Who would you pick as your volleyball partner from the team there? From the team? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Um. I'll just go with my goalie partner, Yuri Patera. Him and I are really close and him and I always are smiling and laughing. So I think that would make the, make the game a lot more fun regardless of the score. What's your, so speaking on your college experience here, cause you haven't really played in the AHL for all of that long, but what's your favorite arena to travel to? Coolest or favorite? Cause. Oh, um, that's a good one. We'll go with coolest. We'll go with coolest. Coolest was definitely yeah. North Dakota. I did not enjoy going there, but <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Grand Forks. Uh, but yeah, that rink is incredible. Uh, obviously I like to play at home in Baxter. I think it's one of the best rinks in college hockey, but uh, the Ralph was definitely, that was uh, another animal. So would you say, so in your opinion, what would be the worst arena then? Would that still be North Dakota, even though you said it was the no, coolest? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that would work. Um, <laughs> I don't, there's not too many bad rinks in college hockey. Um, they are all like kind of decked out. Like they're all sick. Yeah, especially the old ones too. Like the old yeah. ones are super cool still. Like I loved playing in Western Michigan because uh, they have that really old, old rink, and it was really fun and a crazy atmosphere. So it was a lot of fun to play there as well. I wouldn't say I hated any rink. Well, that's a fair, that's a fair answer. Uh, you know, to close off this interview here, do you have any advice for younger hockey players? Uh, sure. I, I think it's just uh, about staying true to yourself and, and knowing your path. I think uh, there's a lot of different paths you can take through hockey, and I don't think it's set in stone for one person. So I think with the hard work and dedication, you have to stay on that path. And it, uh, it's definitely a difficult road, regardless which road it is. Uh, and so I think staying true to that is something that'll make you successful, not just in hockey, but in life. Well, I'd like to thank again, Isaiah Seville for joining me on today's podcast. Thank you again, Isaiah. Thanks.